Coming up, part four of our top 10 most disappointing D-backs of 2022 and talking to Sully Baseball about does Dave Dombrowski deserve to be on the Mount Rushmore of executives all time? Discussing that and so much more in today's Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked On Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do the, so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube, Locked On Diamondbacks on YouTube as well. So go check us out on our YouTube channel and please hit that subscribe button. We're going to be talking to Sully Baseball about Dave Dombrowski. Should he be the goat of executives should be on the should he be on the Mount Rushmore for what he's done in his career so we're going to get into that but I first we have to continue my little power ranking of the top 10 most disappointing D-backs from 2022 because we did we got up to part three last week I took Monday off because yesterday I guess at the time you guys are listening to this on Wednesday, I took Monday off, no podcast, because Monday was my birthday, turned 25 years of age, so you can wish me happy birthday on Twitter if you want, once again, at CreatorThomas24, but I took Monday off because of my birthday, so we didn't have a podcast that day, so I believe we stopped at part three, we got up to number five, because to tell you the list of the top 10 most disappointing D-backs, once again, our honorable mentions was J.B. Wendelkin, Humberto Castellanos, and then that Jordan Luplo, Cooper Hummel duo. And then at number 10 on the list, I added Geraldo Perdomo. At number 9, we had Noah Ramirez. At number 8, Paven Smith. 7, Ian Candy. 6, Seth Beer. And then number 5 was Carson Kelly. And now we are getting into the top 4, getting close to that top 3, which we will be unveiling throughout the week. I think on Thursday's pod, we might be able to get into the top 3, might even be able to get to number 1. But today, we're discussing number 4 on my list, and we have bum bum bum. Madison Bumgarner, Mason Saunders checking in at number four because nowadays maybe he needs to do a little bit more rodeo and a little bit less pitching because Madison Bumgarner just hasn't been that guy since signing with the D-backs. And this is someone, if you guys just remember, go back to that offseason right before 2020, right before the pandemic. Man, do you remember life before the pandemic? Crazy times. But the D-backs, they won more games than what? probably people expected they won 80 plus games they were good in september they made a little run they made you feel competitive and good about yourselves entering the offseason and it's like yeah 
We're trading Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, we're trading our franchise player. But guess what, guys? We're going to make up for it. We're signing NL West rival from the Giants, Madison Bumgarner. And yeah, we were a competitive 80-plus win team. And of course, losing Paul Goldschmidt's going to be a major factor into maybe why we're not going to be as good in 2020. But we're going to have Madison Bumgarner in the rotation, a legit number one ace to solidify our rotation and help out this young roster and hope to elevate them into the playoffs. That's what Madison Bumgarner was supposed to do. Stabilize the team and hopefully elevate and lift this team into the postseason, at least the wild card round, because that's where they were in 2017. We we're just trying to get to at least back to that. And Madison Bumgarner, his tenure with the D-backs just hasn't been pretty. I mean, a 4-9-8 ERA and 346 innings pitch in his D-backs tenure so far. And this season... Madison Bumgarner, another disappointing year, a 488 ERA, 158 innings pitch, and it, it, it's sad to see. And he's number four on this list. Like you could put him higher because of he's just not very good, and he's disappointing every time he pitches, pretty much. But the only reason he's number four and not higher is because I think we all expected him to not be good this year. Like you might have built in a little bit of hope and maybe a little bit of optimism because you're like, you know what? We do now have Brent Strom as our pitching coach. He has been that guy throughout his past, you know, throughout his career, like we've talked about a lot on this podcast. He is King Midas when it comes to pitching coaches. Whoever he touches usually turns into a Cy Young Award winner. And we weren't thinking, okay, Madison Bumgarner's going to turn back the clock and look like the dude who is 26 years of age closing out the World Series after pitching, you know, game one and game three or whatever. But we weren't expecting any of that. We were just like, all right, can Madison Bumgarner at least look like a pretty good number two starter for us? Maybe a number three starter. Just look like a competent starting pitcher. If you could give us like a 3-8, 3-9 ERA. Just give us what Mayo Kelly did back in, what, 2019 when we had like a 4-2-2 ERA. Just give us something like that. And Madison Bumgarner, I mean, if you look at the stats in the first half, you would think he was having a pretty decent season because he had like a 3-point-something ERA in the first half. But I think it was a lot of fool's gold, and I think that's why his second half ERA was so bad because I think it was a lot of fool's gold in the first half, and I, I never, I never believed he was actually pitching well, even when his ERA was pretty solid throughout the season. I never thought he was actually pitching well because I actually watched his starts, and I never thought he was good. So let's get into some of the numbers as to why it led to my conclusion on Massive Bumgarner being a disappointment. Outside of the fact, like I said, he had a 4.88 ERA and 10.2 uh, hits per nine innings, 1.437 whip. Like Outside of that, like he wasn't good against righties and lefties. Like A 2.86 average allowed and a 8.52 OPS allowed to righties and to lefties, like a 7.34 OPS. Like Nothing crazy against lefties, but still not super effective. He wasn't good on he wasn't good at home or on the road some players like Blake Snell they have that big discrepancy but no Madison Baumgartner was consistent 474 ERA at home 507 ERA on the road like I really respected that for Madison Baumgartner like I talked about first half versus second half because in that first half he did have a 383 ERA pre-all-star break but even if you go month by month really his first half ERA was really carried by his first month because in April, March, he had a 1.17 ERA in his first five starts, and it was like, oh, Madison Bumgarner, finally a competent starting pitcher. Even those first five starts with that 1.17 ERA, I was like, he does look a lot better and solid and way better than he has the last couple of years, but I still don't think he's actually pitching like a dude with a 1.17 ERA. I think he was just getting kind of lucky and just 
working the margins. I felt like he was pitching the contact, and every time someone hit it, it would just be right to the defense, right to somebody playing second base or something like that. Because I felt like he was giving up lard, uh, giving up lard. I combined loud and hard. I felt like he was giving up a lot of loud and hard contact, even though he had that 1.17 year rate. And I think eventually, as we saw throughout the season, he did regress to the mean. I think something that was funny um, when looking at Mass and Bumgarner um, and his just really bad stats is like I always talk about those groupings and like in your lineup like it goes uh, the the way baseball um, references their splits they split the lineup basically into three sections the first two hitters your three through six hitters and your seven through nine hitters and Mass and Bumgarner against each of those groupings was just terrible. 794 OPS allowed to the one and two hitter, 870 OPS allowed to those three through six hitters, and a 788 OPS allowed to the seven through nine hitters. Like, no matter what grouping of who Madison Bumgarner faced, he was getting shelled. You look at what he did with runners scoring position, guess what? Not very good. 292 average, 820 OPS allowed. How about two outs? The time you're supposed to shut down the inning. What you pay a guy 20 plus million dollars to do, shut down the inning with two outs, runners in scoring position. Madison Bumgarner can't do that. A 270 average allowed and 755 OPS allowed with two outs and runners in scoring position. Just two outs, 852 OPS and a 301 average allowed. And if you attack Madison Bumgarner early, you have a great chance of defeating him because. On the first pitch, Madison Bumgarner is giving up a 456 average and 1171 OPS when he throws that first pitch to um, the opposing batter during his plate appearance. So not very good there. And doesn't you would think, you know, maybe each time through the rotation, Madison Bumgarner gets a little bit better, works on his stuff. You know, maybe he's able to um really key in through each time through the rotation he goes through the lineup and I mean, I guess most of the time that's actually not true. I'm trying to make some crazy case for Massive Bumgarner. But I just want to say, the first time through the lineup, through the third time through the lineup, he's given up an 800-plus OPS each time. So it doesn't matter whether it's your first play appearance or your third play appearance. You're more than likely to have an 800-plus OPS against Massive Bumgarner in those moments. Low strikeout percentage for Massive Bumgarner this season versus a very high contact percentage. His contact percentage was like above 80% I want to say and if you look at his hard contact stats I mean that's really where it just wasn't pretty contact percentage 81.8% allowed by Madison Bumgarner super high and his hard contact stats 89.6 mile per hour exit velocity 43.2% hard hit percentage his OPS allowed 827 his batting average on balls in play 307 allowed you look at all the expected stats on StatCast terrible you look at his fastball cutter the two, the two pitches he throws the most, his fastball and cutter, over 300 average and over 500 slugging allowed on both of those pitches. Madison Bumgarner has been a major disappointment since signing with the D-backs, and he only he only lands on number four. Even though he might have been the biggest disappointment this season, he only lands at number four. It's because we kind of built in some expectations for him to be disappointing this year. So, Madison Bumgarner, I don't know what to do with you. Hopefully, you could turn to a good bullpen reliever next year hopefully the d-backs could trade you and get maybe well we're probably not getting anything back if someone's willing to eat the money a massive bug runner i think the d-backs would definitely take that transaction you know as everyone knows athletes rise and fall in the ranks when it comes to saving money simply safe stays on top and right now you can save big with simply safe home security which i need to prevent astros fans from causing harm to me and my family 
They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. And Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by U.S. News. You're going to love it because at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's got 24 7 professional monitoring. And when a threat is detected, Astros fan, Astros fan, Simply Safe has a monitoring professional's promptly to contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. 24-7 professional monitoring costs under a dollar a day. That's last. That's less than half of ADT's traditional professional installed plans. Monitoring experts use proprietary response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real, so you get the highest priority police dispatch. Don't miss this chance. To save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Go today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, um, Millard, I want to bring another name up here. Okay. Uh, the, the switching gears. We talked about Cashman. And when Cashman took over the role of general manager, the defending World Series champions were not the Yankees, but were actually in Miami, the Marlins. Mm. Now, since that time, the man who was in charge of that Marlins squad, Dave Dombrowski, Left Florida, eventually took over Detroit, a Detroit team that had lost 119 games in 2003. And under his leadership in 2006, they were back in the World Series. And in 2011, they had the first of four straight trips to the postseason, including another pennant. Uh, He was let go midway through the 2015 season, was picked up by the Red Sox, and the Red Sox won the division the first three full seasons he was there, winning the World Series in 2018. Yes, yes, fans, I know. There were some shenanigans with that 2018 team. Of course, he didn't make it through the next year. He's picked up by Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is now in the World Series. And Dave Dombrowski was in all of those. And by the way, since Cashman's la- since Cashman took over the squad beginning of the 2006 season, Dombrowski has been the general manager or president of, count them, one, two, three, four pennant winners, as opposed to the one pennant winner in New York. And he did so inheriting some teams that were a bit of a mess, that the the Tigers were irrelevant since the days of Lance Parrish and Kirk Gibson. That the you know the Marlins were a non-existent franchise. Uh, the Red Sox had just finished flopping around, and uh, they won the World Series in 2013. Then they started flopping around, and the Phillies were the definition of irrelevant. And yet, he took all those teams to the World Series, winning with two of them. All right, he won with the Marlins. And now he's trying to win. He's trying to win. Uh, in, he's trying to win World Series with his third organization, but he's taken four organizations to the World Series. Dombrowski 
is everything that Cashman isn't. <laughs> Go, he goes for it. Each one of those franchises that I mentioned, he showed up and said, who are our best prospects? All right, trade them right now. We're trying to win. We're trying to win. And let me tell you, this Johnny Appleseed of penance, okay, it, it left a bad taste in everyone's mouth what happened in, in Miami in 1997. But I can tell you, I know a lot of Tiger fans. And while they're incredibly frustrated that that squad never went on to win the World Series, and they didn't, they had the best memories of their baseball lives seeing them going to the World Series. I can tell you, all right, were the, was the 2018 Red Sox team the most cute and cuddly of all their champions? No, but a lot of people love that sight of Sales striking out Manny Machado to clinch it. And believe me, I know lots and lots of Phillies fans, and they are thrilled that they are no longer a team that hasn't even put a winning record on the field, but are now playing in the World Series. Why? I mean, Dave Dombrowski is everything as a GM that you would expect the general manager of the Yankees to be. Imagine superimpose Dombrowski's record and have that in the Bronx, where you got a bunch of trips to the World Series, a couple extra victories, lots of times where you say, screw it, we're going to try to get big stars. Each one of those places, he brought in Miguel Cabrera to Detroit and Prince Fielder to Detroit. He brought in Chris Sale and J.D. Martinez to Boston. He's brought in, uh, you know, he's he's signed big players to come to Philadelphia as well. He goes for it wherever he goes. And the results are, surprise, teams that win. So Dombrowski... You know, inevitably, he's going to be fired from Philadelphia. Um, he's the type of person the Yankees should be thinking, yeah, we, be we better get ourselves a ring one of these days. Yeah, I love Dave Dombrowski. I think the last time we talked, I flowed the idea that maybe Dave Dombrowski should be on the executive GM Mount Rushmore because of how good this guy has been. Maybe he should be the face of our generation the last 20 years of GMs because right now the Phillies, I mean, just get into the World Series. Maybe you got to start the conversation of who do you want to be the architect of your team if you're a rebuilding franchise, if you're a cursed franchise? Do you want Theo Epstein or do you want Dave Dombrowski? Because Dave Dombrowski, like you just laid out, has made a hell of a case for himself. And if he was the GM of the Yankees, they might already have a World Series championship because you know what Dave Dombrowski would do if he was the GM of the Yankees. There would be no Anthony Volpe in your minor leagues right now. There would be no uh, Clark Schmidt or whoever, Jonathan Lysiger. And if you want to bet on Dave Dombrowski trading all your minor leaguers when he becomes the GM of your team, you need to head to betonline.net because it's your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. They would have had, when you had the opportunity to sign a Machado or to sign a Harper or to sign a Correa, just floating there, they would be in pinstripes.
when you had the opportunity to trade for a big name pitcher, you know, whether it was a sale or whomever it is, the acquisition of sale, even though he broke down, he was there to deliver a World Series title to Boston, which he did. And anything that happened after that was gravy. And he understood that. He understood that Yoan Mankata could be a fine third baseman for the Red Sox. Let's get Chris Sale. And, you know, anytime you can reset, when was the last time we've even played in a World Series? Anytime you could reset that to a more recent year, yes, his, his reputation would have been cemented if he had built a bullpen that would have saved a few leads. If that, you know, if two games where Max Scherzer had the lead and the Tigers bullpen let up late inning grand slams in 2013, the Tigers were the better team than the Red Sox that year. They were. I mean, in the short series, the Red Sox beat them, but the Tigers had more talent. And if they got to the World Series, they would have clobbered the St. Louis Cardinals and won the World Series. But alas, it didn't happen. Their bullpen bit them in the butt all those years. That being said, yeah, if you're going to make a Mount Rushmore, you have to put Dombrowski on. And do you know what? If you are a team whose fan base is moribund, non-existent, shrugging, like if you were the Pirates, you know, or you were the Angels. Imagine the Angels. You give it Dave Dombrowski. We're already giving you Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Build a mediocre team around those two. Next thing you know, Trout has a few October memories. Yeah, because Dave Dombrowski's philosophy is just something that's really simple. He says, if I have prospects that people value, I'm just going to trade them away, the unknown quantity, for a player on another team that I know is good, who I know is an all-star level player. It's like a really simple philosophy. I'm just going to collect as much proven talent as I can and put it on my roster. That's what he did with the Red Sox. He went out there and got the Chris Sales and just said, take all my top prospects. Went out there and got superstars. When he got to the Phillies, he just went out there in free agency, spent so much money this past offseason. Guess what? Brought in the Kyle Schwarbers of the world, who led the league in home runs. Like, it's not that hard, hard of philosophy to just go out there and get as many good players as you want and sign or trade them to your team. And if he was the GM of the Yankees, like you're still not getting every big time player out there. But guess what? You're going to see the reports or at least feel good as a Yankees fan knowing, oh, the Yankees were at least in it. They made the biggest offer out there. They had a lucrative, you know, 10 year deal contract on the table. But the. Free agent just want to go in a different direction, just want to go home and take a little bit of a hometown discount. Like, you know, Dave Dombrowski is putting everything he has into getting those players. And for the Brian Cashman, a lot of those times he just sat on his hands and said, you know what? My pass on this guy. Do we need Corey Seager? We can't afford him. We don't want to do that. Remember that Harper and Machado were unsigned when the 2019 spring training began. Two legitimate MVP candidates in their prime, in their 20s, were available to be signed by anybody, including the Yankees, who had a need at shortstop, a long-term need at shortstop. And everybody could have used a Bryce Harper. Imagine Bryce Harper's numbers at Yankee Stadium. Come on. Yeah. Instead, he's in Philly. Instead, those two met in the league championship series and both got – Big, huge home runs in that league championship series. And, you know, and we saw what they, they made, they needed, a, they needed Rio Muto. They needed Wheeler. They needed, uh, you know, I'm not sure, you know, Debrassi didn't make all those moves, but he made a bunch of the moves to put them in this position. 
And it's going to so be let's give him a lot of love. And it's going to be another offseason where you look at that shortstop mark and you say, listen, if Anthony Volpe doesn't come up and he's not an immediate superstar, it's going to be another year where you miss out on the Trey Turners, the Xander Bogart tour in free agency this year. It's going to be another and, year. And Correa again because he's going to opt out for Minnesota. Yeah, so Volpe and all these minor leaguers, the ones that we always think are going to be great, the Gary Sanchez's and the Clint Frazier's of the world, like I give the Yankees credit. They can they know how to build up Jesus, someone's value. Remember Jesus Montero? Yeah, that's what like the Yankees for like one year can bring you up and make convince everyone that this guy's gonna be a future superstar. Even for one season, they'll put those guys in the field and make them look like a superstar for a season, like Jesus Montero, like the Glaber Torres, like the Gary Sanchez. We can have a season or two where those guys look like future all-stars, and the Yankees will sell all that Kool-Aid to you. And if you're the right buyer, the Yankees will sell those prospects to you, but it doesn't happen often. And more often than not, the Yankees hold on way too long to their overvalued prospects. And then over time, those guys don't turn into anything. And then they just become sunk costs. And then you can't trade them for the players you want. It's better to be early and to bring it all back around. Go the Dave Dombrowski route. Blow up your farm system and trade the guys that you don't know who are going to be uh, question marks. Like Unless it's like the Corbin Carrolls, like the D-backs, where you know he's a future superstar, you keep that guy, and you only trade him for the Juan Soto's of the world. But for everyone else in your minor league system, you trade them for the best players you could get for them. Where's the Brad Pitt movie about Dave Dombrowski? I know. I would love that. I know. You could play Dave, I feel like, Sully. I'll play it. I'll play it. (laughs) All right. Well, do you? I I bet you can too. Oh, good, Dave. It would be strange casting. It would be a different kind of movie, I feel like. Yeah, it would be very different. It's like Hamilton. You know, (laughs) so we're going to try different kind of casting here. But do you know what? I'm casting you as my podcasting partner. At least once a week. So Miller Thomas, tell people where they can find your show. Follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Look up Locked on Dimebacks Twitter and Instagram on all your podcasting platforms. And follow us on YouTube, Locked on Dimebacks on there as well. And you can follow us at Locked on MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Taking a look at the people who are the architects of one team that got swept out of it and one team that drove themselves into the World Series. This has been the Locked On MLB Locked On Diamondbacks crossover for the 25th day of October 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. That's Miller Thomas. And let's fist bump. We got a World Series. Next time we're talking, it'll be the World Series time. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Shout out Sully Baseball for hopping on the podcast the last couple of days. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. We'll get into our top three of most disappointed D-backs from 2022. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.